Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production, enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Well, come on, baby, don't you want to go? Well, come on, baby, don't you want to go? Welcome back, Bears fans. Another edition of Bears Nation podcast. I have made my fateful return after missing the earlier episode recapping the Giants. Myself, Jake Hassan, joined by Kevin Lapka and Chris Nano once again to give you a quick preview of the Thanksgiving Day game coming up against the Lions. A lot of injuries, lots of injuries, most notably, I think probably on that list, Taylor Gabriel out, uh, Adam Shaheen out, Babby Massey out, Danny Trevathan out, uh, a couple other guys on that list. So probably going to see some Riley Ridley, some Javon Wims, going to see... Some other guys, some backup offensive linemen, probably going to see a, might see some Cordero Patterson at tight end, but we'll see what happens. Um, I obviously edited the episode you guys did about the Giants. A lot of good points made. So what are we thinking heading into this game? We're recording this on Wednesday, and you will be listening to this on Thursday, possibly Wednesday. Uh, But what do we think, boys, coming in against the Lions on Thanksgiving Day? Hey, uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody listening. I want to put yes, that out that there too. first. Um, but look, you you hit it. And, you know, the thing for me in this game is it's the next man up mentality. And we hit on that a little bit earlier in the season, especially after that Vikings game. So in this one, you said it. You said uh, Taylor Gabriel's out. To me, that screams Riley Ridley. He's going to get his opportunity. Uh, you know, if if they're crazy enough, I mean, I don't think they're crazy, but I I, I could possibly see Cordell Patterson at tight end, Cornelius Lucas uh, in place of Bobby Massey. So I'm I'm just ready to see some of these guys that haven't really gotten a shot at some of these positions to actually get their opportunity, and that's what's really getting me most excited for this game because I think we all expect the Bears to win this game pretty handedly, especially with the situation with the Lions at quarterback. Um, so it's really just going to, you know, be how is Riley Ridley going to step in if he gets the opportunity? What are they going to do with Cordero? How will Cornelius Lucas step up? And and I think we're all just excited to watch the game with our families and, and enjoy some turkey while watching the Chicago Bears. What do you say? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's really all that it boils down to. I mean, it's it's just that next, next man up. Um, and, you know, I expect to see, you know, J.P. Holtz, Jesper Horstead. I want to see these guys step up. Um, cause Ben Bronecker is out as well. Um, and you know, like you guys said, I'm, I'm just super excited to see Riley Ridley. Um, hopefully Javon Wims has a bigger role now. Um, and you know, I, I'm expecting the bears to win this game and, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys are as well, you know, as, as well as other bears fans. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited to be, uh, to be watching it. Um, and yeah, just hope we can, we can get this win. Yeah, one thing that I want to point out is Mitch seems to always bring his best games against the Lions. This is a big chance for that. He had an okay day, as you guys mentioned, uh, against the Giants. It's somewhat of a low-key good day. Um, A lot of positives from that game. But I feel like Mitch is always at his best against the Lions. Um, They're dealing with their own injuries. It looks like um, Driscoll is going to be out, which 
which would mean Purdue grad. Big Ten quarterback, let's go. David Blau will be up for the Lions, their third-string quarterback. A chance for the defense to once again kind of make some havoc against the Lions. (coughs) Excuse me. But um, what do you think? What do we think about Mitch coming to this game? Quick turnaround. Going to have to make some uh, a short week of practice, and he's going to have to show up early. Show up early. You know, that's the that's the one thing that I take away from what you said right there because the Bears are actually second in the league in offense coming out of the second half in the third quarter, which is incredible. You know, when I saw that stat, I was a little bit shocked. But, you know, the, the what remains to be seen is whether they can do that earlier in the game. So, for Mitch, you know, I have very high hopes for Mitch in this game. When we talk about confidence level out of a scale of 10, I'm going with a 9.5. Uh, I expect him to light him up. But the most important thing, like Jake just mentioned, is it's got to start right away. So I want to see it start in the first quarter. I want to see them get a first quarter touchdown or a first drive touchdown, rather, for the first time since Minnesota. Uh, we haven't seen that since Minnesota. So I want to see them start off with an up-tempo huddle, no huddle, um, get fast, get out, get going, uh, and take some shots on the field, attack that secondary right off the bat. Don't wait until the second half. The Bears always do this. They get us scared. It's, you know, even against some of these bad teams, they're closer games, and in the third quarter, they they figure out what they're doing. But, you know, if you want to beat these good teams going forward, you got to start off hot. And, And I think this is a great opportunity to do that against a team like the Lions, where Mitch has had success. It'll be his first Thanksgiving game. He did not play on Thanksgiving last year. Chase Daniel was the quarterback, so it'll be a cool experience for him, and I think he'll be ready to go. Uh, Again, last time we played the Lions, he threw for three touchdowns. I expect him to throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns in this game, Uh, and I want to even see a game where the Bears are up by so many points that they take him out in the end but because they're winning, not because they're losing and because they're, you know, they want to make quarterback switch. I want them to take Mitch out because they're going to be up by 40. So I'm expecting big-time things from Mitch Jabisky on Sunday, uh, Thanksgiving. Everyone's going to be watching national television, and I think he's going to be ready to go. My thing is, um, you know, I, I just want to see some consistency from this offense. Kevin brought it up. I mean, starting slow is just it, – it's frustrating. Uh, I think we're all tired of it. Um, you know, th- these guys, I just want to see consistency from drive to drive. Um, you know, there's so there's, there's been so many points in this season where um, the offense stalls and it just it's just incredibly frustrating. I feel like that's the only word we can use here. Um, so I just want to see some of these other guys step up and help Mitch out in this game. Um, you know, we know that the, the uh, Lions defense isn't very good. Um, and, you know, we saw that we we, we witnessed it firsthand a couple of weeks ago. So. Um, you know, I'm expecting I'm expecting a good game from Mitch again, um, you know, and, you know, we're going to be on national television, like you said. So, um, you know, everybody's going to be watching and, and hopefully he can, you know, he can make things happen. I'm, my confidence level with him is really high in this game as well, because um, I've really liked what I've seen from him these last couple of weeks. So um, I'm expecting nothing less. Here's my thing on that is we've said it all year. Even when Mitch is good, it looks worse because he's not getting any help. Um, And now with Massey being out with the receivers and tight ends being depleted in the way that they are, I just feel like, and I mean, we saw it against the giants, even some drops still. And so I'm a little worried about that, but I still think you have an opportunity here. And like you said, Chris, just start fast because the Bears are horrible in the first quarter. I think they're if they're not dead last, they're pretty darn close. Um, and then they started up in the second half. But just start fast, start early, and just put together some consistent drives. And for the love of God, please get David Montgomery some running room. I mean, that's just run the ball, and then you, that makes things so much easier. But for me, and you know, we 
and this was my note to Kevin during your guys' last show was, you know, put Mitch on the move. Do it early, do it often, because that's when he's at his best. You need to see that much more that start, starting this week. Just do it. You know that's when he's best. He said he's more, most comfortable doing that, too. Absolutely. And, you know, they, they actually do go no huddle fourth most in the league. So that's kind of something that I saw, and I was like, wow, do they actually? Yeah, they go no huddle fourth most in the league, but they don't get Mitch on the move uh, as often. So that is something that needs to happen. That's just Matt Nagy. Where, that's where just Matt Nagy needs to play to the strengths of his quarterback, something he's struggled with uh, in his tenure as the head coach. So, you know, do that, and they'll be fine. But, uh, again, this is, a, you know, a bottom-ranked secondary. We know we talked about the Lions two weeks ago. We talked about how horrid this defense is, and Mitch just has to capitalize. So, you know, I want them to have the same formula as last week. Even if he throws a few interceptions, I'm okay with that. But I want to see them take deep shots downfield. Take your chances with Allen Robinson against any of the cornerbacks in the Detroit Lions. Take your chances with Anthony Miller. And then give Riley Ridley those opportunities as well. So for me, you know, again, on the run is huge. And also going deep and going downfield because that is what you have to do. And you have to have confidence. And we still talk about confidence with Mitchell Trubisky. This is a, certainly a great opportunity to gain a little bit more confidence. He's been gaining a little bit every single week. It seems to me like it's building up. You know, it's although they took the loss against the Rams, his confidence, you could tell, was there. And I think that was evident. It was still there against the Giants. He looks like a more confident football player. So as we enter Thursday uh, against the Lions, against a bad secondary, there's no reason for him not to be confident. I expect him to go out there, not play scared. Uh, the one thing that I noticed from last week was when he scored that rushing touchdown, he threw the ball in the air. He was hyped up. I want to see that same positive energy uh, from Mitchell Trubisky, and I want to see him be confident and throw the ball downfield. And if they do that, then I think we're talking about a really big-time win. I mean, we haven't – we've seen them, you know, kind of control the game against bad teams, but we haven't really seen them b completely blow them out. I want to see a complete, utter blowout. If I see that, I can enjoy my stuffing and my turkey and my gravy and all of that. So I expect them to go down and blow this team out and, and just stop on their throats. And, and that's what good teams do. You saw the Ravens do that uh, on Monday night. So I, I totally expect them to take that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it, it kind of goes without saying at this point that, you know, they have to they have to get Mitch out of the pocket. Uh, they have to, you know, allow him to use his legs. You know, he's dangerous when he's doing that. Um, he's, and like you guys brought up, I mean, it, it's it's just he's a completely different player when he's doing that. And, and you know, I don't mind the interceptions um, as long as they're taking the deep shots uh, like you brought up as well, Kevin. So, I mean, it, it's just it's kind of we know what you know, we know Mitch's strengths. We know his weaknesses at this point. And, you know, I feel like every Bears fan does. So it's kind of like, are they going to allow him to do it? And if they do that, I I mean, I expect nothing less than a blowout. Um, but, you know, it's just one of those things where, I, I mean, we talked about the offensive players that are that are going to be missing this game. And um, a lot of these guys are going to definitely going to have to step up and uh, and make things happen. But you know, even Mitch himself, you know, I, I hope he can use his legs. You know, when, when he's feeling pressure, nobody's open. He just takes off because, you know, he, he's he's great when he's doing that. So, um, you know, I think I think it just boils down to the to the execution at this point. Um, and, and, you know, if, if Nagy calls a good game, uh, I'm, I'm expecting Mitch to do great things. I'm expecting a Bears win and nothing less. That's the thing with. So we mentioned that the the tight end thing you brought up, Chris. Your top three are out. Burton, Shaheen, and Bronecker are all out this week. So that makes uh, that makes J.P. Holtz your tight end one, um, which is not great. <laughs> I mean, that's not a situation anybody likes to be in. And 
you know, he's been okay. He's been good in run blocking, but we don't really know what he's got as a pass catcher. Um, that's going to be interesting. It's We're going to learn a lot about Mitch's connection with Riley Ridley and Javon Wims. But I want to focus on the tight end real quick before we move to wide receiver because Cordero Patterson said that he's willing to play the tight end position. Obviously, he's got the size. He's got the speed. We know Nagy has tried to use him in these kind of gadget plays before, but we haven't really seen it, um, especially we haven't really seen it work. So what do we think about Cordero Patterson potentially getting some reps at tight end. I'm all in. I'm all in on it. Uh, Chris just tweeted out about 30 minutes ago. He's like, wow, the top three tight ends for the Bears are really out. And I immediately replied saying, Cordell Patterson at tight end. And I wasn't joking. I mean, I really think this is a possibility. I, I was kind of looking at some other tight ends around the league, seeing if if it's really tangible just with the his size and his speed and everything, if there's anyone else in the league who's kind of similar to him. And I found Evan Ingram to be a guy who's very similar. Evan Ingram is 6'3", weighs 240, ran a 4'4", 240. Cordell Patterson, uh, 6'2", uh, 238. Ran a 4.42, so just two pounds lighter than Evan Ingram, one inch shorter. So, I mean, you're talking about a guy like, you know, that's a great comparison. Is a very talented uh, tight end like Evan Ingram. So I think Cordell Patterson could work great there. Uh, he's one of the most versatile players in all of football, uh, in all of the NFL. So, you know, he has all, he has the skills, he's got the size. I mean, this isn't just a wide receiver who does I mean this is a guy who is just pure brute force I mean he's one of the fastest bigger dudes that I think I've seen uh on, on a football field before I mean this guy is is nothing to be messed with he's certainly got the the brawn and the size for a tight end so you know if if it's something that Matt Nagy really took into consideration you know I think the thing for me is why not you know why not give him that opportunity especially in a game like this where we hope for this type of game to be a blowout where you can maybe you know experiment with a few of these things so you know, I say, why not? Let's give it a shot. I mean, at this point, even if uh, Bronico returns in the future, you're not really still excited about that tight end room. So maybe there's, you know, uh, a little light in the darkness here with Cordero Patterson. Yeah, I mean, my thinking here is just pretty much what you said, Kevin. Why not? I mean, we know we haven't gotten a lot of production from our tight ends this year, virtually nothing. So um, what do you really have to lose? And the answer to that is nothing. So, I mean, I don't have a problem with it. Um, and, you know, if, if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, I mean, <laughs> no tight end has stepped up anyway. So it's kind of like, all right. Um, but, you know, it, it's just Cordero Patterson. If you put the ball in his hands, he's he's dangerous. He's absolutely lethal. We know what Cordero Patterson possesses. Um, so, you know, it, it's just one of those things. I mean, why not? And I think that's that's all there is to it. Um, and you know, he, he hasn't really played too much tight end in his career, if at all, um, to, if I remember correctly. So, you know, that this is something that that'll be new to the Lions defense. I, I don't think they'll be, you know, they'll really know what's going on with when he's in the game as a tight end. So, um, I'm completely okay with it. Uh, and I'm, I'm actually interested to see uh, what would happen if, if that did happen. I'm also okay with it just because you're not really in a position to say no to that as you kind of referenced, Chris. So might as well see if there's something that works here. Gives you another look at a couple different things. So why not? Um, I know Cordero Patterson has always been a special teams guy. Has had some flashes as a receiver, so we'll see. But I'm willing to try it against the Lions, a team that you historically, especially recently, uh, beat up on and play really well against. You might have some wiggle room to try some new things, some some fancy things. But uh, if it doesn't work, don't try to keep hitting that 
hole, though. Don't keep trying to go after that and make it work. Don't force a square block into a circle hole, you know? It, it's just not going to work. If it doesn't work, ditch it early. Don't try to force it. Um, on the receivers, though, Chris, we might see your boys this week with Taylor Gabriel out, um, with Anthony Miller, his production. He had a good game against the Giants, but still, you know, his usage up and in the air, and now tight ends, they're going to need more pass catchers. I'll give this one to you to just kind of talk about your boys and what do you hope to see from them? Yeah, the the Georgia boys are uh, are going to be in full effect in this one. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm super excited. I, I think we all are. Um, just just to see what what Riley Ridley can do at this point. Um, you know, it's just I think it's been frustrating for all of us seeing that. You know, he's just kind of been sitting around and and no one really had an explanation for why he wasn't playing. Um, and he's been. A healthy scratch. I mean, th- there hasn't been an injury, right? Like, I- I'm not missing no. anything here. Yeah. So it's just like I-, I, I would just be sitting, you know, in my room. I'm just thinking, like, why is this guy not playing? Like, I just, I just don't get it. And you know, um, I-, I mentioned this on Twitter too. It- it's funny because um, you would think the Bears have a have a wide receiver room of you know Pro Bowlers all around. By the way, you know how he's not playing. So it's kind of like. Um, yeah, you know, it's just it's just frustrating. It's been frustrating. So I'm really excited to see what happens with that. Um, Javon Wims, you know, I, I'm I'm expecting big things from Javon Wims if if he gets an expanded role. Um, and Riley Ridley, I'm not gonna lie to you guys, I'm not expecting him to to have like a blow up game or anything like that. But you know, I think they're just gonna get his feet wet and and just see what he can do. Um, but I'm really excited because I I I really think he has a bright future. Um, and and this is just the beginning of that. So. Um, you know, Javon Wims, Riley Ridley, I can't wait to see those guys on the field. Absolutely. And we talk, or I've talked before about how some of these guys, you know, all they really need is an opportunity, uh, to show what they're made of. And right now we're gonna, he's getting his opportunity. So I, you know, I'm going to be as bold to say Riley really could change this Bears offense. I mean, if he goes out there and, you know, they realize, okay, this guy is a really good red zone target for us and they start utilizing him in the red zone and all of a sudden teams are paying more attention to him and and then he's out there more and less attention to certain guys and and it can it can really make a huge effect. So I, if I had a bold prediction for this game, I'd say Riley Ridley actually catches a touchdown because he caught a ton of touchdowns in college. He's a very good route runner. He's got very good hands. Uh, he's not the fastest guy in the world, but to me, I just see him as a very valuable red zone threat uh he's kind of similar to Allen robinson as a player that now that i think about it um and i think you know the bears struggles a lot of times offensively have come in the red zone you know they get down to that spot even when they're moving the ball well uh oftentimes they're not getting in the red zone that easily or there's a lack of execution like we saw last week with the with the broniker drop or something like that so um you know anytime you can add a guy like this to the offense and at this point you know we, we keep saying this we said about Cordero Patterson inside end why not I mean you're, you're this bad of an offense although they've been getting better they're still statistically pretty bad um you know you're gonna take what you can get to make it better so Riley really to me could be that diamond in the rough um and, and just add a different dynamic and a different element to this offense even if he's only getting 40 to 50 yards per game and getting touchdowns here and there, that's still something. And that's still a different component and an element that teams have to pay attention to. And, uh, you know, a, a better option uh, for Mitchell Trubisky going forward. So I, I'm super excited. I actually think I'm more excited to see Riley Ridley than Javon Wims uh, in this game just because we, we've we seen a little bit of Javon Wims. We just haven't ever seen anything from Riley Ridley in a regular season game. It'll be his, his first career uh, playing, his first career game, first time playing. So, Really, really excited, and yeah, bold prediction. I got him scoring a touchdown on Thursday. 
Well, we love to see that. Um, I will say that having both those guys, I think especially Wims, Wims gives you a deep threat. Uh, we've mm-hmm. seen him make some long catches. Uh, he had a solid 40 time. I remember uh, Ridley, I don't think was as much of a burner, but he still gives you a little something, uh, a, a little bit more dynamic. I mean, you spent a, uh, whatchamacallit, a fourth round pick on Riley Ridley. Yep. So he, he's not, you must see something in him um, that you like. Uh, you know, you've seen a little bit more of Javon Wims, but I would really like to see what Riley Ridley could do because, uh, I mean, even Ridley had a four, five, eight. So I, I think that's still a little bit of a speed element there for you that you can see. So the, both of these guys give you a little bit of a dynamic element that you could possibly use. Um, obviously Mitch hasn't been great with all of his deep balls this year, but they also haven't taken a lot of those shots. So maybe it's just a matter of getting him those reps and getting him, um, you know, getting him the reps so that he can get more confident in those. And you've, if he sees a couple get caught, then maybe you start taking those a little bit more and he has more confidence in that. But uh, do you guys have anything else that you want to hit on the offense? Anything else you're looking for? Um, you know, just ma- I'm mainly going to be focusing on those uh, two guys, Javon Wims and Riley Ridley. Um, I think that's that's – you know, moving forward, that's going to be very important just to see how they develop. Um, and like you said, I mean, we drafted Riley Ridley in the fourth round. So, you know, at, at this point, it, it's let's just see what he's got. I mean, I, I think we're all excited about it. So, um, you know, I, I think that that's all there is. Uh, just just want to see those guys develop and, and see how they perform. Yeah, I mean, for me, I don't you know, I'm not too worried about the run game like i'd like to see a few things here and there i know chris hit on it earlier he or not uh, jake said actually he wanted to he wanted to see dave montgomery get going yeah i'd like to see that but more importantly for me is take those shots downfield and uh don't let up when you get a lead again i mentioned the ravens i brought that up on a monday night football the ravens were up 29 points and they went for it on a fourth and four you know this is that game against the the uh new york giants matt Nagy, quite frankly took his uh, foot off the gas pedal and said, all right, let's just run the ball. Let's play the cock game. Let's play the time possession game. I don't want to see that from Matt Nagy in this game. I want to see him, if they go up 10, 14 points, get more. Get another touchdown. Raise the confidence. Build some momentum because you're going to need it going forward. When we talk about this upcoming stretch where we think this team can run the table, you're going to need momentum and you're going to need confidence. And a 19-14 to 14 win against the Giants doesn't give you that much momentum. If you win by 7-14 to 14 points against the Lions, you're still not getting that much momentum. But if you win a national television by 25-30 points, then you're talking about some legit serious momentum going forward now that you have to play the Dallas Cowboys, the Packers, the Chiefs, some very good football teams. You're going to need momentum and confidence that's what carries teams to championships so uh to me it's you go for it all you know don't let up and attack the air and just score as many points as you can yeah um just one thing really quick uh one last thing for me on the offense i just the offensive line just please do your job cut out the silly penalties uh just just give these guys a chance and and i think we'll we'll be all right yeah, I want to see just that step on the throat mentality. Just go for it. It's the Lions. You're kind, you're sort of in the hunt. So play like it. Play with that desperation. Play with that fire uh, that we're so used to seeing. Um, switching to the defense real quick because there's still a spattering of guys out there. Uh, Leonard Floyd and Akeem Hicks, or not Leonard Floyd, Danny Trevathan and Akeem Hicks still out. I want to ask you guys, though, specifically what you thought if you heard the soundbite of Akeem Hicks 
on Waddle and Sylvie's show yesterday where he kind of got a little fed up, kind of took exception to something, to a joke, quote-unquote, that Tom Waddle had made about his injury, uh, Akeem Hicks. Uh, the Cliff Notes version is Tom Waddle made a joke, uh, kind of a jab about Akeem Hicks uh, talking about injuries and asked him if his injury, if he did it on purpose. Akeem Hicks gets fired up, says that if he thinks it's on purpose, then he's a fool. And, uh, you know, if it's not something you can make fun of, it's a serious injury. And then ends with saying he's never coming on the program ever again. Um, what did you guys think of that? For me, it was just kind of, I get it. This guy's on the sideline. He wants to be back in there desperately. He's probably getting frustrated. He knows his team is better with him. Um, and it's probably just getting to a frustrating point with him. And that maybe just put him over the edge. I don't have a huge problem with it. Um, he did make a follow-up tweet saying, damn, those guys really got me. So, I mean, what do you guys think? Chris, you want to go? Yeah. Um, it, it's it's one of those things that I think um, it's just frustration. That's all there is to it. I, I don't think Bears fans should be making a big deal um, out of this. It's just, look. Like you said, uh, Jake, he he's you know he's watching his team from the sidelines. He wants to be out there with his boys, and you know the team hasn't has been struggling. The, the defense, not so much. Um, obviously, we know what the defense is capable of, but you know it 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 sucks. Anybody who's ever played sports could should understand this type of frustration. Um, and you know it, it's it was a pretty serious injury, so I mean it, it's nothing to be taken lightly. Um, but also, I don't think there was anything malicious in it, so I I definitely understand both sides. Um, and, and I just think, you know, if the bears win on Thanksgiving, I think this will all just, it'll just be swept under the rug, swept under the rug. And I, I just don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah. Look, Akeem shouldn't have reacted that way. Um, but people have to understand that he, he was already a bit frustrated about, I think they were talking about booing the fans booing, which has been kind of a, a sensitive topic in the bears locker room and in Chicago sports media. So then, you know, he asked about the injury or he made the joke about the injury, which I don't, you know, that was, I get what Tom Waddle was doing. Uh, it's not his fault at all. Uh, a bit of an overreaction from Akeem. But again, you guys mentioned to think about it. I mean, they're five and six. He knows that if he's on the field, maybe they're not five and six. And, and, and the most important thing is like for him, you know, all these games, they're totally out of his control. You know, you're, you feel helpless when you're injured and your team is in a rut. And it's a terrible feeling. I'm sure we've all felt it, uh, no, you know, no matter what, you know, level we've played sports at the high school level, even at the elementary level. When you're out there and, or when you're out and you can't help your team, you just feel helpless and you get frustrated. And, and especially where the team is at under 500 and what's just been going on this year. Uh, I think it was just something that he just did not. Takes, uh, he didn't see it as a joke, and he reacted that way. So not a big deal. Uh, Chris is absolutely right. If, if you blow out the Lions by 20, 30 points, that is you know, old news. It's, it's nothing really relevant. It's just something to talk about, and it's something going viral on Twitter, so everyone's bringing it up. But uh, not a huge deal. It'll, it'll be all good. I actually agree. I, I think this is something that – I mean, we live in this era now where it's just kind of like this will be a story for today – probably in the early morning tomorrow. And then by the time it's game time, it's all going to be gone. So, you know, it's just one of those things where, and, and I think Akeem Hicks has the reputation and has, has built himself up to be such a figure in Chicago where it'll, he'll be forgiven at Absolutely. whatever point. Like it's not going to be something that's harped on. Um, I think it'll go away pretty quickly, but in the actual X's and O's part of this, 
what do we think about the defense coming into the Lions? They're going to probably be facing a third-string quarterback. Do we just expect a dominant performance? Um, I, I absolutely expect that. Anything less, I'd be pretty disappointed. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you guys. And, I'm, you know, it sucks because right now, like, I, the way I'm feeling, it's kind of like, yeah, we're winning these games. And, and, you know, earlier, you know, a couple of weeks ago, that's all we were asking for. But it's like, I just want to see like some good football. I don't want to see this, you know, trying to run out the clock like Kevin brought up. I, I just want to see a dominant performance like we've been talking about in this episode. Um, I think that'll, that'll have, you know, all Bears fans confident. I, I think that's the biggest thing. They, they you know, we're, we're winning these games. We're winning it by like the skin of our teeth. But I just want to see one dominant performance where I'm like, all right, these guys are ready to go. They're hungry. Um, and, and they're playing like they believe they can make the playoffs as, as you know, as unlikely as it is looking right now. I, it's still possible. So I just want to see them play with some fire. Um, and as far as X's and O's go, I look, the Lions don't have too many weapons on their offense. Um, you know, Matt Stafford and Jeff Driscoll are, are most likely going to be out not playing in this game. So um, it, it's just it's one of those things where the defense is definitely going to do their thing. But I will say um, it's. You you definitely can't take this game lightly. You can't, you know, just, just because a third stringer is going to be in this game, you can't take this team lightly because we know what happened last year when the Bears played the Dolphins. Ryan Tannehill, or not Ryan Tannehill, I'm sorry. Brock Osweiler um, was in there, and, and, you know, he absolutely lit us up because, I, in my opinion, I think the Bears were just like, all right, this guy's playing. We're going to win this game. And then, you know, it came back. It, it backfired. So, um, you know, just – the defense got to do their job, which I, I expect them to, but um, just can't, you can't take anything lightly in this league. You know, every, any given Sunday, we talk about that all the time. Yes. I know this game is on a Thursday, but the point still stands. Absolutely. Uh, I want, I want Jeff Driscoll to play in this game. If he can, I don't, I don't, I don't want the bears to play, um, you know, David Blau and I don't, yeah, I just, it, it, it wouldn't feel as, as significant. So, I want to see them. I want to see Jeff Jesko play. And although he had a little bit of success against us here and there uh, in that earlier game, um, I expect the Bears, even with Jeff Jesko, to hold this team to three points. That's another bold prediction of mine. The Lions are not going to get more than three points against this Bears defense. They're fired up. They're hungry. To me, Khalil Mack is back. Uh, he's out of whatever little thing that he was in for you know five or so weeks. He's out of it. Leonard Floyd's playing better football. These guys are motivated. They're hungry. Uh, the short week. Uh, is a tough thing. Obviously, you know, you only get three days of rest and you got to go back to practice and everything. But, you know, these guys are ready. Haha, ha, Eddie, they're going to feast uh, on Thanksgiving. They're going to, I think Eddie is going to get another interception. He had that incredible pick six last year. So uh, I expect the Bears to just go out there and, and do what the Bears defense does. And, and that's obviously holding that team to under 10 points. For me, it's three. Uh, and, and just controlling the lineup scrimmage and playing real good football. And hopefully in this one, get some more turnovers because we saw last week what happens when they do get turnovers. You can put the way the game real early. And um, we've still been waiting for a game where we've seen like four or five turnovers. So if David Blaw gets the start, I think, I don't know if the Lions will score points, but <laughs> Driscoll in there, uh, I still only expect him to score three points. That's what I'm doing. I'm giving him three. I'll give him that much on Thanksgiving. Um, I absolutely agree with that. Uh, are you guys ready to do predictions then? Yep. All right. Uh, I'll start. Predictions for this Bears game against the Lions Thanksgiving morning. 
Uh, you know what? I think that this Bears team has the Lions number. I think no matter who's at quarterback, even though it seems likely right now that it's going to be Blau, um, you know what? I, I think this Bears team wins 35-14. to 14. I don't think it's close. I think they're hungry. Uh, I think they want to get that step-on-the-throat win. And, Kevin, just to your point about saying that you want it to be significant, I think it's significant no matter who's at quarterback. You're fighting for your lives out here. Every win is significant. I think the Bears put this one away early and really just cruise to a win. Yeah, um, I, I completely agree with that. I'm going to go 24 to 10. Um, I, I I think the score will be, a, you know, a little bit closer than, than it looks. Um, you know, two touchdowns isn't very much, you know, when you just look at the score. But I think the Bears will be dominant in this game. Um, and, you know, that that's all I'm asking for, just a, a dominant win where, you know, we will we, – we can kind of just sit back in the fourth quarter and be like, all right, you know, this team, this team is in full control. They're probably going to win this game. I'm kind of getting sick and tired of those, uh, th- those heart wrenching, you know, last minute, whatever, whatever the hell's going on with the defense. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's one of those things where, um, you know, I, I just want to see all around all an all around performance from this team and, and 24 to 10 bears win on Thanksgiving and, uh, and we're going to be eating good. Absolutely. We're going to be feasting because I think the Bears are going to get a 38-3 to win on Sunday. Again, I, I, I'm, I'm all in for the blowout. And, you know, you got, you got to see it. You got to gain some momentum. You got to get some confidence. Attack the air. Don't let up. Go deep and blow them out. I mean, you have no reason not to blow this team out. They're a bad football team. They just lost to the Washington Redskins. You don't do your team uh, and your confidence any service if you win this game 20 to 6 or 20 to 10, but you do do uh, you do do that if you win 38 to 3. Kevin said do do. Yeah, I said do do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you win 38 to 3 or if you get to 40 uh, or something like that. I mean, how refreshing would that be, guys, to see 40 points on the board for the Chicago Bears? I mean, that would be a sight that I would absolutely love to see. And again, this is national television. Everyone's be watching on Thanksgiving. So it's time for Mitchell Trubisky to, to show uh, these people wrong, show them who he really is because his last few times on national television haven't been the greatest. Um, so I think he's just ready to go out there and prove who he really is. Um, so I'm going 38 to three. And now I got a last question for you guys. I want you guys to rank your favorite Thanksgiving foods one to three. Uh, favorite Thanksgiving food is it stuffing? Is it turkey? Is it the mashed potatoes? Uh, whatever it is, if you guys got it, rank it one to three. I, I want to hear. It. All right. Um, number one is mashed potatoes. Easily. Okay. I, I don't. I don't think. I mean, that's that's my main go-to. First thing I touch on my plate, hundred um, percent. And then I'll go. I'll go turkey and then stuffing. Turkey and then stuffing. Um, <clears throat> mine is definitely. Uh, you gotta go mac and cheese. You gotta uh, go. Yeah. yeah. You got. Yeah. You gotta go turkey, and then I think you also. I, I'm up there with mashed potatoes as well. Um, I will say I'm all out on this turkey slander. Um, I'm sorry if you are drying out your turkey and not doing it right. I'm sorry that you have a miserable life. But if you if you do turkey correctly, then it's fine and it's good. And I, I'm all out on turkey slander. <laughs> That's good, man. That's good. Yeah. I, you know, I'll go stuffing, number one. I, I love stuffing. I mean, there's nothing better. I mean, I absolutely love it. Number two, uh, I'll go with cranberry sauce. I mean, what an underrated Thanksgiving food. Cranberry sauce, it's got it's full of sugar, but it is just unreal. It's just mm, the taste. 
uh, it's exceptional. And then third, I guess I'll, I'll go with the turkey. Uh, you know, it's the Thanksgiving tradition. Uh, you know, you see it everywhere, the good old turkey. I know, like jo uh, Jake said, you know, people are moving off the turkey trend. We're staying on it. We're going turkey all day. Let's go. Uh, and I think we're all excited to eat some of that after a beautiful Bears blowout victory. What do you say? Yeah. I'm all all in. I mean, you, you guys can keep the food. Just give me this Bears win, and, and I won't eat for a whole day. I don't really care. <laughs> that's all That's all Chris needs to fill himself up, just exactly. a, a wholesome exactly. Bears win. <laughs> a buster oh, screen interception. Oh, yeah, to top it off. That That's the cherry on top right there. <laughs> if, if buster screen gets, a like, a pick six or something, I'd be too afraid to open the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't check Twitter. I mean, oh, boy, oh, boy. Chris oh, Nano sorry. for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> all right boys great episode good to talk to you all hope everybody you guys and our listeners have a great thanksgiving we will see you uh probably next week gonna do all this stuff all the holiday stuff but we'll see you early in the week to recap the lions game thanks for rocking with us and as always bear down bear down bear down well, come on. Oh, my God.